Original 16 gives you the chance to win one of three Calgary Flames fan experiences. Details in the new limited edition 15 packs of Canadian Pale Ale. Original 16, official beer sponsor of the Calgary Flames. Must be of legal drinking age, no purchase necessary. All right, welcome inside Flames Post Game Live. It is brought to you by Original 16, proud partner of the Calgary Flames. And tonight it is uh, the Flames returning back on home ice. It's been a while with uh, the All-Star break mixed in there. A four-game road trip coming out of the All-Star break. The Flames return to home ice, kicking off a four-game homestand here tonight. But uh, unfortunately, in lopsided fashion, in favor of the visitors, it is the Sharks who uh, end up taking this one 6-3 the final here tonight. So we'll get into the highlights here in just a moment. Uh, but first, let's uh, kind of talk about uh, this game. First one back, obviously, coming off the road trip. Uh, you get a couple of days in between, uh, an off day and a practice day. And, um, you know, obviously, uh, after one, the positioning looked a lot better than it did after two. Uh, how did you see this game sort of evolving here tonight? Yeah, evolving is an interesting word because I thought as we were watching that first period unfold, I thought it was a, a pretty good period for the Flames. Nothing exceptional, but something to build off going into the second. But from that point forward, the game got away from them far too quickly. It was the self-inflicted wounds that just started to pile up in quick succession. And you know, they just weren't able to recover, which is, you know, against a team like the San Jose Sharks, a lot of the discussion in the dressing room this morning was about how you can't look past a team like this. I'm not suggesting they did. Um, but with the first period like they had, that's an opportunity for you to really put your foot on the pedal and I think bury a team, especially with the power play opportunities that they did have and were not able to capitalize on. So right. uh, a tough one for them to, to, to let get away because it really felt like this was in their corner tonight and to make the kind of mistakes that they made that ended up in the back of their net, uh, just most nights you're not going to be able to recover from those. Especially after a first period where it felt like it controlled at least the latter half of that first period to yeah. get the goal. Um, Jonathan Huberto has that breakaway too in there and uh, a couple of late power play opportunities. And then obviously the second period kind of devolves as it, uh, as it did. But, um, you know, maybe let's, as we're talking sure. about it, let's take a look at the highlights here uh, tonight. And uh, we'll start with that first period and uh, the lid lifter in this hockey game coming courtesy of... Nazem Kadri, and uh, this is a goal that uh, is set up nicely here by Martin Pospisil, who had himself a pretty fine night here this evening, and a couple of opportunities, but this is the first one, kind of the uh, the POP, the pass off the pads, and it goes right to Nazem Kadri. Yeah, you said it, kind of a sign of things to come from that line tonight, and you know, we're so used to seeing Martin Pospisil take the puck down the wing and, and cut hard to the net, but this to me is a little bit of the, the maturation that we're seeing in his game this year. He's coming down the wing, he's know he's got that center lane drive, puts the perfect shot into the pads to create the rebound, and Nazem Kadri, as he's done so well this year, puts it home on the drive. Yeah, I mentioned uh, in between uh, periods there that it's designed, you, you throw up the brakes and it's not a kicking motion, but uh, feet were perfectly placed there to make that uh, goal happen. Uh, here's where things start to go the other way, though. Uh, about four minutes into the period, actually uh, closer to five, Mikhail Granlund gets his uh, first for the Sharks, fifth of the season there. Yeah, and a sign of things to come. This is where a lot of San Jose's offense came from because the puck is on the stick of a Flames player moments before. So uh, Noah Hannafin been rock solid for the Flames this year. Um, you know that's a that's a tough one for him to, to create that turnover. And from there, it's a bit of a fire drill. Yeah. Chris Tanev doing as he you would predict he would do, uh, coming close to making the block, but uh, just not a lot that Dustin Wolf could do in that situation. Second one, uh, yeah, another turnover inside your zone. And uh, this one, unfortunately, a bit of a bad break goes off the back of Nazem Kadri off the exit and uh, ends up right on the stick 
of Justin Bailey, who deposits his fourth goal of the season. And this, to me, is sort of where we start to think some of the disconnects start to happen. Mackenzie Weger's looking for the outlet pass. Typically, you'd like to see your center drop a little bit lower in the zone, head up, so that you're moving up as a unit. That turned into a bit of a, more of a, a hope pass in that situation. And, you know, obviously, when you're starting to chase games a little bit and, and, and those, those mistakes are piling up, you can't have that happen. And uh, it would continue on from there. And uh, the San Jose Sharks continue to buzz. There was a couple of goals within about three minutes span. And then this one comes courtesy the power play. And you have to kind of look closely. But uh, in fact, the play would carry on. And they would blow this down and review it. Luke Cunning is the last to touch it. But I think it actually goes off the stick of Chris Tanev as well. Yeah. And just slides. You can see it clearly crosses uh, the red line in kind of an odd sequence. Nobody even really batted an eye at it at first. And we didn't know exactly what they were reviewing. And there it is for uh, Gunnan as he celebrates on the bench after the review. Sure, and how many times over the course of a, well, a game, over the season, do we see a play like that where Chris Tanev is just trying to bump it back to his goalie, get the freeze, because as we saw moments before, the, the Sharks were snapping it around pretty good, creating that right. offense. You're really just trying to get the play dead, and it ends up in the back of your net. Pretty unfortunate all the way around. So 3-1 at that point, uh, the Flames do get one back late stages of the second period and another one that would go to review. Michael Backlund sends it in, it goes off a body, maybe two, into the back of the net. But there you see the pile up at the bottom of the crease, Andrew Mangiapane in the middle of it. They're trying to pull him out of there, Keelan Addison is in there as well. Uh, but it would uh, inevitably, after review and a challenge from the San Jose Sharks, be called a good goal and I guess determining that uh, it was self-inflicted. One of the most unofficial assists you'll see Andrew Mangiapane get all season, but that's where he needs to go, driving the net. Uh, we were wondering if the little bit of the bump and the contact and the blue paint might bring it back, but that's where we want to see number 88 go. That's what leads to the goal. So the score after 40 is 3-2, but uh, quickly into the third period, the San Jose Sharks were able to uh, extend their lead, and this is as fine a tip as you are ever going to see. Obviously not perfectly designed that way, but perfectly placed by Philip Zanini. I mean, this is the kind of night it was for the Calgary Flames. I mean, that, as you said, arcs perfectly over the head of Dustin Wolf and drops into the net. Um, obviously, great hand eye to make it happen, but uh, yeah, I mean, you can't draw it up like that, that's for sure. That was uh, the Skittles rainbow, I think I was calling that one, <laughs> just the way that it followed itself all the way down. Zadina would score once again, uh, what did we call that one shortly thereafter? It was 37 a little seconds. Over, yeah, just under a minute. So uh, Zadina's got his uh, second goal of the game, fourth point. At that point, seven on the season for him. And uh, and then this would uh, kind of salt things away late stages, Luke Conan on the breakaway. Yeah, another turnover too at the offensive line. Yeah, we talked about this. How many of these plays throughout the night, it starts with the puck on a Flames player's stick. So you hate to repeat yourself, but those are the kind of mistakes that have been uncharacteristic of the Flames this season. They talked again this morning about their details needing to be right because they were so good and so strong in that road trip that yielded three wins. Uh, it just was not connected here tonight. Here's uh, one they do get back late. Uh, Andre Kuzmenko has his uh, first goal on home ice and his third as a member of the Calgary Flames. But uh, also significant and worth uh, noting is the fact that uh, you see right there the pass from Jonathan Huberto back up to the point to Chris Tanev picks up the secondary assist. That is his 700th National Hockey League point. Uh, we talked on the road trip uh, about 800 career games. Uh, that was on the road, so a big milestone there for Jonathan Huberto. That was in New Jersey, and then uh, comes back home and gets his 700th career point, which is uh, which is noteworthy and substantial, uh, without a doubt. 
It is, and there's nice uh, chemistry forming between himself and Andre Kuzmenko. We talked about that on the road trip as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, you like to see that. Uh, Andre Kuzmenko trying to fit himself into the lineup a little bit. I like the beaver tap there. That's a goal scorer going to the net. So um, <laughs> consolation prize, I suppose, but something to build off as you uh, continue this homestand on Saturday. Sure. Uh, let's uh, send it inside the locker room, get our first reaction here post game, and uh, hear from a member of the Calgary Flames, Mackenzie Weger, standing by now. Yeah, well, that's what it looked like to me. Um, that's his, that's the explanation that I can give. Uh, disappointing, and, and I thought we thought it was going to be an easy game, and then um, then we just got outworked and outcompeted, and you know that's not normally like us. Mackenzie, why is it that we, we talk about this group not playing to these opponents that are lower than mm -hmm. in the standing, Chicago, San Jose? Like, why has that been a theme not coming out emotionally engaged for these groups? Oh yeah, I'm not sure. Um, that's all you know. Focus and preparation before the game. Um, you know, it's the you know you, we play the Vegas's, the Colorados, um, you know the top teams. We play them hard, Boston's, and um, you know I don't know why we don't have that same mindset for these teams. It's the NHL. Um, you know, no game is easy. Um, doesn't matter who the other opponent is. Um, but that's you know we got to figure that out for sure. We're we're losing some valuable points, um, not not being emotionally engaged. Is, is it worrying that you haven't figured out? Given that this is a trend that dated back to last year. Yeah, I mean that's just on us. Um, you know. There's, there's obviously a hand, handful of guys that are, are competing and, uh, you know, leading the way, but we need everybody. Uh, you can't get frustrated. You can't get down on yourself. Um, you know, I think that's when, you know, the older guys can step up and, you know, pick a teammate up, you know, myself included. Um, you know, I can do more out there, you know, build the energy, uh, create something to, you know, get the momentum back for us. I think that's key. And, um, you know, we need to find those, you know, those energy bunnies and, uh, in times like that. How would you explain the defensive turnovers, especially in the second period, that led to goals again? Yeah, just not playing hard, you know, hard with the puck, um, not executing, um, you know, trying to force plays that aren't there when you can just make the simple play. You know, that kind of led to the downfall as well. Um, you know, making plays that weren't there, thinking it was going to be an easy game. Um, you know, that starts on the back end with myself included. Um, you know, got to be better for sure. Is there anything to the first home game back from a road trip, or is that just an excuse? Yeah, that's just an excuse. Thanks. Thank you. All right, there are uh, some good stuff, as always, from uh, defenseman Mackenzie Weger and uh, talked about uh, some of the puck decisions, puck, uh, play, puck playmaking, um, and, and just kind of talked about the engagement as well. Um, anything stand out there from a well-spoken uh, Mackenzie Weger? Yeah, you said it well-spoken. I mean, that was quite the admission to say that they thought it was going to be an easy game. We talked about it off the top, how, you know, we weren't going to put those words in their mouths um, but for him to come out and say that especially after you know being in control of the game in the first period and to to perhaps let your foot off the gas and think that because you're playing a team that's at the bottom of the standings that it's going to be an easy night the rest of the way um, that's obviously something they have to rectify because as as Mackenzie alluded to as well before the all-star break we were in here the Flames beat the Chicago Blackhawks one nothing but that was also a game they weren't very pleased with so You've had good success on the road against some quality hockey teams. Why is it that you're coming back and an opportunity to make hay, which they need to because as we looked at the out-of-town scoreboard, the St. Louis Blues, the team they're chasing, won again tonight. These points are slipping away, so they've got to they've got to right the ship and they have to fix that mental side of the game here pretty quickly. Yeah, well said. Uh, all right, let's go uh, back inside the locker room. Uh, we talked uh, briefly there at the end of the highlight pack about Jonathan Huberto, who gets his 700th career point here tonight. Uh, he speaks with the media now. Let's listen in. Say uh, we thought it was going to be an easy game. Did you see it that way uh, as a group? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, obviously, probably never going to say that before the game, but, you know, the way we showed up uh, kind of felt like that. So I think it's uh, especially in front of our fans. And, you know, we just did, didn't compete. And, you know, they, they took it to us. Why, how do you make those in-game adjustments as far as this group to try to pick one another up and try and find that extra gear when you know it's kind of getting away on you and a team you probably feel you need to be competitive with? Yeah, usually we do. They got nothing to lose, and they came in. You know, they they played they played a good game, but I think we we weren't there. And usually, you know, we can have some bad moment in the game, but I think we we pick it up, and we just didn't do it tonight. What did you see on the power play? You you got back within one. You had another power play to start the third there, and still just couldn't get anything going. What did you see? Yeah, I think it's important. I mean, we have to come out with more execution. You know, work harder out there because, like you said. A big goal by backs at the end of the second, you know, take us within one and, you know, big part play and early in the third. And we didn't make it. And then after they, they scored, you know, a couple of bounces. And on the part play, we got to be better. It felt like you guys were in control until they scored. Do you have any idea why that seemed to just sort of open the floodgates a little bit? Uh, I mean, you know, I think we, I wish we knew. I mean, we, we just, you know, kind of came out flat. And you know, I thought the first period wasn't bad, but after, like you said, I think the you know they scored two quick goal and kind of can just show the emotion on the bench, and it just can't happen. So. Why is it that dating back to last season, Jonathan, this group has a loss to the Chicago's and San Jose's so frequently? Teams that are well beneath you in the standings. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I think you know, Weeksy said it. Do you think it's going to be easier than other games? And it's not. I mean, at the end of the day. You know they're, they're still a good team during the NHL. You know they, they they came out, they had a bad start, but they you know they can play. And I think you know they, they they worked hard tonight, and we just weren't ready to play. Does that mean you guys have to take games more seriously, like like professionalism, like that? Yeah, I mean, I mean we do, but I mean sometimes it's just going to be flat. You know, came back from that road trip, and we just got to you know we had two days to regroup and you know get come out better. And I think we're just going to you know come back. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to put that behind us. We have a big stretch at home, so we've got to take advantage of that. How much do you guys discuss your approach against those teams like a Chicago or a Columbus or a San Jose? I mean, I think it's, yeah, I think it's not X's and O's. I think at the end of the day, it's work and compete, and we just got to, it's, it's the players that has to, to be, be ready to play and get ready, and I think, you know, that's an issue we're going to have to, to work on. Okay, thanks. Thank, Thank you. All right, uh, there is some uh, thoughts from Jonathan Huberto and uh, very similar along the lines of what we heard from uh, Mackenzie Weger as well. And, um, and obviously, you know, we'll hear from uh, a couple more members here and hear from the head coach, uh, Ryan Husk, to see if he kind of reiterates the same thing. But, um, you know, just kind of, you know, what you hear along those lines and, and obviously sense a little bit of that disappointment too in, in the result and maybe just the how you got there. Yeah, absolutely, because, you know, this schedule it's funny because we looked at the start of the season that the San Jose Sharks had and I know there were a few people looking ahead at the calendar saying that the first meeting wasn't until tonight being February yeah. 15th yeah. Uh, as an opportunity to bank points for, and a lot of times that would be the case over the course of an NHL season but as Jonathan as McKenzie alluded to there um, it has nothing to do with X's and O's obviously they're a talented team they can play in this league they've got some wins this year um, but it all comes down to hard work and compete now how you fix that I guess is a different discussion. That's an internal yeah. matter that we can't answer, but uh, all we can speculate on is that it does need to be fixed and hopefully pretty quickly for this team. 
Uh, three games left on the home stand, of course, which will be uh, equally as important as we move along here. Let's go right back inside the locker room. We'll hear from uh, the goaltender on this night. It was his fifth start in the NHL this season, sixth appearance for uh, Dustin Wolf. Uh, but first since I think it was the middle of December, he had the uh, start in Las Vegas. Uh, let's hear from uh, Dustin Wolf tonight following the loss. Yeah, I think Roth is a uh, a good way to put it. Um, you know what? It's it's one of those where you know you make some saves, and next thing you know, a couple are in your net, and um, you know you get a couple of bounces that don't go your way, and you know it's you know it's the nature of, of hockey, and um, you know the National Hockey League is a hard league to play, and so um, you know it sucks, but. Uh, I got to look at it as a great opportunity to, you know, go back and look and see what I can some fixes and uh, you know go from there. Gus, when the, when the game when the starts come so infrequently at this level, is, do you put extra pressure on yourself, or is it hard not to? I mean, you always want to come out and and play the very best you can. And, um, you know, I didn't expect to play today, but you know, super happy I I got to, and um, obviously unfortunate for the outcome, but. I think these are these are games and days that you know you look back on and you know they suck, but at the same time it's a great opportunity to evaluate yourself as a as a player and a person and um, come back stronger. When things aren't going your way, are you able to kind of at least mentally kind of stop the bleeding and stay present and focused on just stopping the next one, or did you feel this one kind of slipping? Yeah, I mean, um, I'd like to say that's one of my strengths in my my game and. Um, I think today definitely was a frustrating one, to say the least. But at the same time, I guess it's a great opportunity to, to learn and you know, go, go from there. When did you find out you were starting? Uh, yesterday afternoon. And, um, well, pretty much standard, but um, obviously super. it's super special to play against uh, your hometown team and um, just wish for a better outcome. What can you, you, you learn? I mean, there were a couple of those. I mean, there's one that bounced off a stick and went over your head. I mean, I, I don't, like, there's a couple of those that wouldn't seem to fit with your fault. What do you have to take from this one? Yeah, I mean, the first two, I mean, the first one I kind of caught an edge, and um, you know, the second one, they make, they make a good play off a turnover. And, um, you know, the third one, I just missed my post, and Tanny tried uh, to put it back into me for a whistle. And, you know what, it's, you can get away with that in the American League. But, um, you know, I wasn't super pleased with with the goals in the third, and um, you know those are those are the times where you need a couple of saves to uh, to get the group some life. But learn from it. Okay, thanks, Wolfie. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. 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 Original 16 gives you the chance to win one of three Calgary Flames fan experiences. Details in the new limited edition 15 packs of Canadian Pale Ale. Original 16, official beer sponsor of the Calgary Flames. Must be legal drinking age, no purchase necessary. Game Live, it's brought to you by Original 16. Original 16, the uh, introducing their new home game light beer, poured with pride at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. Light, smooth, and refreshing. It's the perfect beer to enjoy while cheering on your Calgary Flames. Original 16, home game light, 
available now. Uh, of course, brought to you by Original 16, our post-game show here tonight. And uh, just heard from Dustin Wolf, the goaltender uh, on this night. You can tell, uh, obviously, difficult uh, talking about uh, what took place tonight. Rough is what uh, he used to describe it. Um, but kind of working through it. What did you hear? So two things on that. Zadina scores 30 seconds, 37 seconds apart. Luke Cunnan scores on that breakaway. This turns into a route pretty quickly. Things can go off the rails really fast for a young player especially, but I thought he actually settled down and made some pretty quality stops there in the dying minutes of a game that was completely out of hand. So, number one, credit to him because that shows a lot of, a lot of strength to rebound in that situation. Number two, there might be some people out there thinking that a young goaltender like that who's, as you mentioned, you know, only getting five shots in the NHL at this point in his career, that a game like this might rattle his confidence. But not this guy. This is a guy that was drafted in the seventh round, has worked his way up, has faced the criticism about his size throughout his career, but all he's done is become one of the best goaltenders outside of the NHL and has won everything you can win to get to this point. So, no, not with the makeup of this goaltender, not with the head on his shoulders and the way that he approaches the game. He'll be just fine. He'll be back at practice tomorrow, and the Flames are going to be in good shape with the goalie of the future. I am certain of that. Yeah, well said. And uh, obviously that's the next step is uh, is getting back at it tomorrow, and that's uh, what the Calgary Flames will do back here at practice, looking ahead to Saturday night or actually Saturday afternoon's game, back-to-back matinee games here at the Scotiabank Saddle. All right, let's, uh, as we wind our way toward the end of this post-game show here from the head coach, Ryan Husk is sitting down at the podium now. Let's get his thoughts following the 6-3 loss tonight. Coach, what, what can a night like this do for a young, developing goalie who took it on the chip tonight? Yeah, he did. Um, well, it's a, a lesson, I guess, that he's he's got to find a way. Well, I know he, he's good that way. He'll flush it and move on from it, and there are certain things that um, he'll take from it and make sure he's better his next start. What do you want your group to take from this game? Um, in regards to the game, not a lot. Um, I, I think the one area that I'm most disappointed in was the lack of competitiveness from our team tonight. And you can't say that very often about our group. So that one stings a little bit. X's and O's don't mean a thing if there's no compete. So that's the hard part for tonight. By my count, four goals were a direct result of pretty egregious giveaways in your own yeah. zone or your zone. Yeah. Is that a lack of focus? Is that a lack of competitiveness? Or is that just carelessness? Carelessness. Yeah. yeah. For sure, carelessness. Did you see anything in the first period that made you have concern, or did you walk away from that going, okay, we've played well? No, we had nothing. Or were you going? No, not after the first. Right. The second, you could see it. I, you know, the one thing, I guess, too, when you when you look at this game, the power play opportunities, we had an opportunity with three in a row, and um, we didn't really do much of anything with any of our power plays. And there are situations where we could have worked to really put a nail in on a team with with a, a few good power plays there. I and mean, that's something that didn't happen tonight. And I think that kind of shifted the momentum of our team a little bit for sure. Right. You said this was a game that they thought was maybe going to be easy for them. How do you try to get that mentality out of your group instead of, you know, especially when we're talking about the lower down opponents? Yeah. I don't know how you, we could think that any team would be easy, to be quite honest with we're in a fight every day and if you're not at your best we talked about it a lot before you're not going to win it doesn't matter who you're playing um so it's um, y there needs to be part of the compete and an emotional attachment to the game so you have to have a little snarl to you and really there was a few people that did for us tonight like marty pospisil um, was one of our players that i thought he he played the way we needed to play but there there weren't a lot more 
that, Ryan. Just why has this group had troubles with the Chicago's and the San Jose's of the world the past two seasons? If that answer, if I had that one for you today, I would give it to you. Is it worrying that with a veteran group you don't necessarily know that, given they have been I don't necessarily like think we have a veteran group per se. We have a lot of young players in our lineup. Um, you know, preparation, a lot of that, we, we deliver a message and then it's up to the players to make sure they're doing things the right way a lot of times. And um, like I said, the, the first period for us wasn't so much the issue, but the rest of the game sure, certainly was. Is there anything in their approach to these games that concerns you with that? I don't know what their approach is like. I know what it's like when we have them here. You had mentioned earlier that Dustin should be able to flush this type of game away. Yeah. What have you seen from his mental fortitude that leads you to think that he can do that? Well, he's, he's a... You know, a goalie that's overcome a lot of hurdles all the way long. So a lot of people said he couldn't play in the Western League, played there, couldn't play in the American Leagues, played there. So now he's getting a chance to play in the, the NHL. You often hear athletes say that when they do, you know, suffer a loss or have a bad performance, all they want to do is get back out there and, and kind of move past it and put in another. But Dustin doesn't get to play at the NHL level as much. So, I mean, what, what, what do you, what's the key for him, I guess, in terms of moving past this? Just to do what he's been doing. You know, he needs to get back in there and be, be himself. Good. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. All right, there's uh, some thoughts from the head coach, Ryan Huska, as uh, we rewind our way through the uh, post-game show here, brought to you by Original 16, Brendan Parker alongside Ryan Dietrich, and uh, now look ahead to the final three games of this homestand. Uh, it'll start with an afternoon date against the Detroit Red Wings, and then uh, we get to see a couple more, uh, well, actually two back-to-back -back matinee games, and I guess for this group now kind of to turn the attention to Saturday afternoon and uh, and an opportunity to get right back at it. Yeah, and be better. You have to be orders of magnitude better on Saturday. And and ideally, as you just listened to the head coach talk about, you want to see some of that competitiveness right off the jump on Saturdays because, you know, in addition to the fact that we're spending so much time talking about the San Jose Sharks being one of the bottom feeders in this league, you've got the Detroit Red Wings coming in, yeah. great team. The Winnipeg, Winnipeg Jets, Jets, one of the top teams in the conference or in the NHL at this point too. So you've got to have your competitive game in order if you're going to compete with those teams. And if you're a Flames fan, you expect to see that in the first period come 2 p.m. on Saturday. That's what we'll look ahead to uh, Saturday afternoon. The first of back-to-back -back matinee games for the Calgary Flames is uh, they look ahead to Family Day on Monday as well. Three games left on this four-game homestand and uh, a little bit more to be desired in the next outing on Saturday afternoon. As for tonight, it's a 6-3 loss to the hands of the San Jose Sharks. But once again, it'll be the Detroit Red Wings that are in town next as they wind their way through Western Canada with a few stops on this road trip. It'll be 2 p.m. puck drop right here at the Scotiabank Saddle Home against the Wings before hosting the Winnipeg Jets on Family Day. Thanks for watching Flames Post Game Live, brought to you by Original 16. We'll see you right back here at the Dome on Saturday.